0: Welcome to episode 20 of Love Always Wins. My name is David Hazen and today we ask the question, what does love win? This is a question that you might wonder about when you see the title of my show, Love Always Wins. So, I'm going to be talking about agape love, not romantic love. Agape love is the unconditional love for all of humanity and actually all of creation. This kind of love is full of surprises, can get you killed, and relies on powerlessness, surrender, acceptance. It is also the law of life that helps us grow and evolve to greater levels of security, prosperity, and quality of life. Call it peace. Want some? Let's back up a little bit and talk about the first thing that love provides, which is surprise. Let me expand a little bit on that phrase, love always wins. It's a compact way, a shorthand for saying Letting Old Vanity Evaporate, the initials of which spell love, L-O-V-E. Letting Old Vanity Evaporate is the best strategy for making a contribution to humanity. Now, to elaborate further, when we accept that to try and fix and control others is really impossible, then we accept that We have to act as if everyone is a potential friend and partner. This changes us. It changes the actor. It dissolves our vanity. It dissolves our illusion of having some sort of superior intellect. And it replaces cynicism with curiosity and respect. Altogether, it disrupts the competition and scarcity paradigm, because when we open our hearts to let acts of kindness pour out into the world, our hearts tend to overflow and expand exponentially. And I think that is the really big surprise. We cannot own or control this kind of unconditional love, even though it seems to be coming through our heart, and well, it's our heart, we should be able to be in charge. Now, unconditional love is present by default when we get our self-importance out of the way, our vanity out of the way. Love then just, just shows up and is acting as if it's been waiting a long time for opportunities to express itself rather spontaneously, willy-nilly, anywhere, everywhere, and we cannot even will it to do anything that we would have it do. So it's not about a rule, a dogma, a prescription, or control of the way things should be. So Obviously, it doesn't always create the changes that we want it to do. So, from that point of view, it's unpredictable, almost meandering. This way, that way, you never know what's going to happen next. Who would ever willingly submit to such a lack of control? So when we start to engage in unconditional love and let it happen, it becomes subversive. It becomes very experimental, and it becomes very much in the moment as we decide what it is we're going to dare to do next. And it pretty much requires us to hang loose in the saddle of life. It really doesn't matter who or what we imagine the source of this unconditional love to be, only that we postulate that it might be real and powerful. It is acting as if we have no enemies and we accept temporary misunderstandings with friends and family, and people are supposed to be our enemies, we, We reframe what they're doing to being defiantly angry and blaming because what they really want is to experience their power to contribute to the lives of others just exactly as we do. So, are you surprised yet? Now, to the second point. Unconditional love is dangerous because it calls out hypocrisy into the foreground, makes it visible. It challenges people to walk their talk. And because they're not walking their talk, toxic shame gets triggered immediately and the, that blame game starts to come out really strong, and the unconditional lover is immediately counterattacked and denied and suppressed, sometimes violently. It is the unconditional nature of agape love that is so threatening, because it's not about power over anyone or anything, and it's not about the superficial hatred game. It's basically a invalidation of any empire, monopoly, or dictatorship which is based on conditional rewards and punishments. So, to that kind of paradigm, it's terrifying. The greatest threat to the status quo is that we might love each other as one family and love our planet. Love would sweep away and overturn all the roots and foundations of the status quo, set free the oppressed, heal the sick and wounded, quench the thirsty, feed the hungry, shelter the homeless, and set everyone dancing for joy. You see, the culture of control, domination, and violence is based on distrust. And that distrust does not allow us to accept other people's feelings and needs as legitimate. So we're shutting off our empathy for others when we do that, if we're in that domination paradigm. And the unseen price that we pay for for doing that is then we never know if others could have empathy for us. Then we start to feel isolated, but we did it to ourselves. This is a merry-go-round of denial of everyone's human potential. How much pain we can endure determines the turning point, the emotional bottom that allows us to loosen our grip on what we thought we knew to be true. As we step back, witness our pain, we begin to see behind it that which we are protecting, the fragile, innocent light of our unconditional love for life in all its forms. As Marion Williamson has said, it is not our darkness that we fear, it is our light that terrifies us the most. Think about that. It is that love that is the law of life, and the way this expands is that LAW stands for Love Always Wins as an acronym. Love always wins when we practice LOVE, letting old vanity evaporate, and become ALIVE, which is an acronym for aware of love, incarnate, victorious, everywhere. All right, let me uh, go on here. Once we have a tasty experience of accepting ourselves and others... Just as we are, it starts to happen more often until it becomes so very real that the light that is given to us to shine through us onto the world is reflected back to us constantly, reliably, without ceasing. We see it everywhere. It's joyful. Healthy self-confidence, then, is allowing and surrendering to the power of that light. And when that begins, we've taken the first baby step toward accepting a comfortable role within an infinitely large systemic context beyond our control or understanding. We are in a time when large groups of people are suffering great losses physically, economically, and politically. They are being forced to admit they don't have answers. And the culture of control, domination, and violence has no answers either. As people gather in temporary shelters, there is no room for vanity. The people discover trust in collective wisdom instead. And there's a spontaneous healing of cynicism, self-isolation, and loneliness. That kind of solidarity is agape love, a consequence of disaster that has been documented repeatedly throughout human history. You could say it's a natural law. The victory of love then is over the pain, the tension, the fortress between us and them, the zero-sum game of winners and losers. Yet, most of all, it is a victory over the fear of loss because life itself becomes unconditional. It has no limitations. What we're considered... Synchronicity, miracles start to become commonplace because our goal and direction becomes synonymous with the goal and direction of the universe at large. And we see the much bigger picture. We see that death is simply the next adventure. Now, I do not expect you to accept what I'm saying until you experience it for yourself. I do hope you try out a few experiments on your own. So in summary, the short answer to the question, what does love win, is that love produces collaboration between friends and enemies to resolve problems of conflict. It threatens empires. And it helps everyone involved to grow and evolve towards greater levels of security, prosperity, and quality of life. Call it peace. Want some? This is David Hasen signing off. Thank you for listening, and please check out my website, lovealwayswins.us. Thanks again, and I hope you're here next week.